0: Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Nintendo
1: Entertainment System. Now, you're playing with power! Don't kill me! Don't kill me,
2: man! Don't kill me! Don't kill me, man! I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me.
0: What are you? I'm Batman. In the simplest terms, the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a brain, and an athlete,
2: and a basket case, a princess, and a criminal. Does that answer your question?
0: Welcome to the Back in Time Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, well, on, on, not on this podcast, but on our other podcast, is Corey. Yo! And joining us is the internet's favorite guest on our podcast, Benji. Salutations? <laughs> literally, like, every time Benji's on, we get, like, emails like, oh, Benji was on, oh, shit, oh, when's Benji gonna be on again? So now you guys are literally getting an episode with Benji, so... You guys can stop harassing me in email form. Shut the hell up, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Just shut the hell up. Um, So uh, normally we have somebody on who has a podcast or whatever, but this time I was just like, oh, I just want to have Corey and Benji on. It's it's my podcast, too, so we can do whatever we want. So suck it if you were expecting some guest from another podcast this week. Uh, We're going to talk about 1983. Woo! Good year. Yay! Um, uh, acid wash jeans. <laughs> yeah, acid wash, acid. But I can't talk right now. Acid wash jeans. Um, let's talk about Star Wars episode. Well, I guess it would be uh, episode six. Six. Yeah, Return of the six. Jedi. I love how none of us are, like know the Roman numerals. Like, it's like a VI. What the hell does that stand for? <laughs> um, yeah, Return of the Jedi. Uh, Corey, what do you, what do you like about Return of the Jedi?
2: Return of the Jedi, I like how fun it is, mm-hmm. even with all the Ewoks running around. Yeah. I know some people prefer like, the darker tone of the Empire Strikes Back, but I think it was necessary after that kind of ending. Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, it's a case where, I guess at the time it was, like, the third movie in the franchise, although now it's, like, you know, they backpedal on that. Uh, Benji, what do you think of Return of the Jedi?
1: I think it's just a it was a good way to finish off the trilogy. I think it didn't it win, didn't it win Oscar for best picture. Is did that is that right? It? I don't think it did. No. I, okay, I can't remember if it's, if it's if it's if it's Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi that won won best Oscar, but I believe that if it did, it it earned it and it was just it was a way a way just to into sci-fi trilogy even though it's not a trilogy anymore it's just a an ongoing franchise but that's something else but i think it was really good and it was very lovely
0: for what
2: it was even yeah. though it kind of screwed over boba fett
0: yeah he he got the shaft there so to speak um the, the bounty hunter yeah i know the red
1: laser shaft
0: and, uh, yeah, it looks like Return of the Jedi got a few Oscar nominations. It got, a uh, Best Original Score, which makes sense. I mean, you got the Star Wars score.
2: And it's always iconic.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know about Best Picture, though. I think that might have been Return... That might have been Empire Strikes Back, which would make sense, I guess. Um, yeah. And, and what do you guys think of the Ew- Ewoks? Because, you know, the Ewoks are a point of contention for a lot of people. Uh well they kind of nerf
2: the stormtroopers to make them look badass mm-hmm. a bunch of wooden logs tied
0: together taking down the walkers yeah the ewoks pretty much they're just, i think it was kind of funny cuz this movie came out after the vietnam war and this is mm-hmm. pretty much like their the, the stormtroopers vietnam where they've got all the uh charlie and Bush. yeah it's just kind of like some people shit on them like oh how can the ewoks go and just you know, they got the might of the Empire going against them, I'm like, oh, uh, there is, like, real-life analogs for that with the... Right, more
2: warfare, like, using you your environments against, against the enemy.
0: Which I don't know if that was intentional, but I think keeping that in mind, I've never... I haven't really... I don't mind the Ewoks as much. I m- mind them more for just how, like, utterly ridiculous they are. Like, they're, they're almost too cute for these, like, bear things that live in the woods. They should almost right. be more, like tiny grizzly bears that are just ready to maul people's faces off
2: there's some sad moments with them too though. like one, like one of them like comforts the dead one
0: like yeah. oh no yeah it's pretty, pretty sad when that happens um, let's move on to uh, probably like it, when you're a teenager at least your favorite movie from 1983 which is Scarface ah
2: Scarface
0: say hello to my little friend yeah that movie came out this year
2: yes and hints of incest
0: Yes, hints, hints of incest.
1: Hints of incest? You, you knew he wanted to fuck his sister.
0: Yeah, there, there wasn't really too many hints. He was basically like, hey, what are you doing with that other guy? It's like, well, he's not my brother. It's like, Whoa, no, you got to be with me. It's like, uh... uh but, uh yeah, Alfred... Uh, Alfred... Oh, my gosh.
1: Al Pacino.
0: Al Pacino. I don't, I don't know why I wanted to call him Alfred for some reason. It's not like he's fucking Batman's butler or something. Uh, that would be funny though, um, but yeah, Al Pacino, pretty his probably his most iconic role outside of The Godfather. I'd yeah, say. it's one of his most iconic roles. No, I don't think the movie's that great, but yeah, he he owns it. He sells it. I think it's the one that most people identify him with, even if it's not his best film. Mm-hmm. Which probably for him, he's like, oh, you know, scent of a woman, The Godfather. Like, no man, what about <laughs> Scarface? It's just like what. Um, but yeah, Benji, what do you think of Scarface?
1: I think it's just, you know, it's just, it's the gangster movie to define gangster movies. And I think it's just like, and it just explains just what, what happens when you go into the, when you like become, Go into the drug industry, you you rise and you fall, and that's what it just tells. It just tells us just the oldest story of man, the story of of man rising, the man falling, and that's what and that's what we get, and that's what we have with this movie. And yeah. also we have
2: cocaine,
0: yes. lots
2: lots of cocaine. Yes, and
0: Michelle Pfeiffer was pretty hot in this movie too. I mean. Uh, she she aged relatively well, but this it, when you watch this movie, you're like, wow, damn, she was like, she was like a home run back in the day. So her room
1: so polluted, I can't
0: even keep one, man. <laughs> um, a little little less violent or well known, but still a pretty good movie. Is National Lampoon's Vacation?
2: Ah, classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ben doesn't like it. I'm just disturbed
1: by the fact that he left the dog tied up to the bumper and just drug it down the road. That's just, I don't know, that disturbed me as a kid for some reason.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. See, I find, too, like, I don't mind the movie, but I definitely prefer, like, Christmas Vacation to this one. I don't know. I mean, it's a good movie, don't get me wrong. It's kind of like, I don't think you could get... Christmas Vacation, or a lot of these other movies, without this one, but I prefer Christmas Vacation more. But yeah, this movie's got its moments, and obviously Chevy Chase. He was yeah, a Chevy pre- Chase
2: in pre- his y- in his prime, doing his thing.
0: Yeah, before he was leaving voicemails for people. Right, and being a complete asshat on Community. Yeah, good job there, Chevy. Um, and it scarred Benji for life. So there you go. Thanks, uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, thanks, Chevy Chase. Where's that uh, reciprocation check in the mail? Um, all right, let's see. Christmas Story. That came out. That was a pretty good movie. Christmas Story. Uh where he wants the BB gun.
1: I don't remember if I watched it or not. No. Well, well, just wait. Just wait till Christmas. They they have a marathon for it. You you'll you'll catch up.
0: Yeah, it's almost impossible not to see it. Which I'm just kind of surprised you haven't seen it, Corey, because it's like. I'm glad I have it, but mean, it just doesn't really, doesn't really make an impact on my mind. Oh, come on. Eh. There's, like, a lot of scenes oh, that most fudge. people know. Like, there's the one where he licks the frozen pole and his tongue gets oh. stuck
2: to it. Okay, yeah, no, I know what you're
0: talking about now. Yeah, and then the one where he's, like, asking for the BB gun and then Santa kicks him down the slide. Stuff like that. Like, that's, like, it's kind of funny. Like, I know... the leg lamp. Yeah. Or him in the bunny outfit that his parents make him wear. Like... Most people know the movie from these little scenes, but most people don't watch, like, the movie, I think, nowadays. It's kind of gotten a bit lost in the shuffle, but, yeah. Still a pretty, pretty good movie, a classic, I guess, for Christmas. Um, Trading Places. Corey, mm-hmm. have you seen this movie? I don't think I have. No? Benji? Uh, uh. Well, I
1: feel bad I don't know this movie.
0: I don't know it. Okay, well, it's pretty much... The, the only real thing you need to know about this movie is Jamie Lee Curtis is topless in this movie. That's pretty much it. That's oh. it?
2: What's the big deal about it besides the
0: topless scene? Oh, well, you know, Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, they basically they decide to um, trade places, as the movie suggests. And uh, Eddie Murphy is, like, a homeless guy and Dan Aykroyd's character is, like, a rich, yuppie guy, so they switch places and, you know, they end up uh, getting a taste of the other side. And all, all this happens because two business guys make a bet that they can pull it off. And nobody would know that this homeless guy is, is a businessman or whatever. So, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> basically the movie. But, you know, if you're going to watch it, you've got to watch it for topless uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. For sure. Sounds intriguing. Yeah. All war right. um, War Games? Yeah, okay. pretty good movie. Is Dude, that where funny. From
2: Godzrucker Two came from, or like what I was saying, would you like to play a game?
0: Yeah, that's what the movie. That's what the reference is from. Okay, I
2: actually thought it was a saw reference at first.
0: Oh no! but um, this movie came out; it was pretty popular at the time. Uh, Matthew Broderick starred. This was before. Oh, this is well before Ferris Bueller too. So like, this was like one of his first big movies.
1: It's like actually like kind of like one of the first video game movies, kind of. You want to think of it like that, you know?
0: Yeah, it's kind of cool too because it's like the whole idea is that he hacks into a military supercomputer, and you know he thinks he's playing a game, but really it's like thermal nuclear war that he's initiating. So yeah, he's actually having launch codes that being activated and everything like that. Yeah, so it's a fun little movie. I mean, it's nothing. It's not like I think I don't know. Some people like. They really want to watch it multiple times, but I've watched it only once or twice, and that's that's it for me. But it's still a fun movie. Uh, Superman three. Ah, one that's only slightly better than four. Oh, yeah. It's it's not like the worst movie, but it's not like the best movie either. No, it's a bit of a mess. It's the one with Richard Pryor in it. So. Yes,
2: very comedic too. It's,
0: yeah,
2: uh, I just I just didn't get it. I mean. Yeah, it's fun watching Christopher Reeve get drunk, angry, Superman thing down.
0: That's pretty much like what most people take away from that movie, in gift form at least. But uh, what's funny is like this came out at a time when they were like, "Oh, comedians are pretty popular. Why don't we put comedians in this movie and see how it does?" It's like, nope. But yeah, Rotten Tomatoes has it right now at twenty six percent, so the movie did not fare well. Uh, well, I
1: expected it. It's coming from a director that directs comedies and. He had to at least try to make it a comedy sooner or later with the bat, the Superman franchise.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing with these movies; they they'll try to like inject the humor into it. Unlike now, where DC's like you can't have any humor in these movies. Do you need? Do
1: you uh, tell? Do you tell Dead Baby Jones?
0: <laughs> that's his mom's name. What? Um. All right, let's see, Risky Business with Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, he wrecks his, his dad's car or whatever, and he has to sell out his house for to a brothel to be able to get the car fixed and everything like that.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good movie, but yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, basically Tom Cruise turns his home into, like, a brothel, which... It sounds weird when you say that out loud. When you watch the movie, it looks cool, but
2: debauchery. Yeah.
1: yeah, and you got the infamous scene where he like where it's been done over and over again, where Tom Cruise slot, is wearing nothing but the underwear and the white shirt and the socks sliding in. Listen to what well, is it? Bob Seger.
0: Yeah, I think it's Bob Seger or something. Yeah, Bob Seger. <laughs> Yeah, and he's just dancing Or Bruce Springsteen. I think it Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I think it was old-time old rock and roll by Bob Seger, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no. He, uh... That was the movie that, you know, a lot, a lot of girls were like, oh, man, you know, look at Tom Cruise in hardcore. his underwear. But now you think about it, now with him coming out as being all crazy and uh Scientologist and stuff, it just kind of seems like just crazy Tom Cruise just dancing around. Yeah, weird. or... Yeah, just... Yeah, uh, well, somebody, you know, everybody's career got to start somewhere. True. Uh, the Twilight Zone movie, one of the most cursed movies ever. Really? Well, so many people died on that movie in making that movie. Yeah. Really? There was, yeah, there was a lot of lawsuits afterwards. There was basically like almost anything that could go wrong with a movie went wrong with this movie. Yeah, was it
1: wasn't like a helicopter crash and, and like. And, like, wasn't, like, a child actor dying in and somebody else dying as well, some
0: of that? Yeah, and a lot of the crew that they hired were not, like, legally hired, as in, like, they weren't going through the full legal process, so there's that. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, is, like, it's a decent movie. When you consider that it's basically remaking uh, a couple of the most popular segments of the Twilight Zone show. So it's more like a remake done kind of an anthology style. It, yeah. It's it's a weird kind of movie to watch, but if you haven't ever seen the Twilight Zone show, it's a good, like, best of for the Twilight Zone, I'd say. Yeah. Like, if, if you're not going to go through and watch the show, which you should, it's a great show, at least watch the movie, because you'll get, like, a good idea of what it's like. Oh, yeah, especially the
1: air the airplane Oh, yeah. Part.
0: The original was with, um, Captain Kirk, but... Yeah, now you got it
1: with John
2: Lithgow. Is that yeah. his
0: name? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And then what's uh, great, too, is that, like, they were all... All the different segments were directed by different directors, and a lot of them were actually, like, really, uh...
1: Yeah, you even yeah, have one segment directed by, uh... Ah, crap, what do I remember his name? Oh, come on! He... Oh, God, I feel so bad. Uh... We got
0: one by George Miller.
1: Yeah, George Miller. And, you know, then...
0: Another was done by Joe Dante, so Gremlins. Yeah. Steven Spielberg didn't Yes! Oh, okay, I was thinking about him. I'm like, is this Steven Spielberg?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And, well, then, and then there was John Landis, who... Like, these are all really big-name directors, so... It's kind of I mean... nice that, like, they basically come in and do, like, one small segment of the movie, and then that's it, so... Yeah, it's a it's a good movie. I would definitely check it out if you're uh, ever curious about what the Twilight Zone's about. If you've watched the show, it, you're you already know how the stories play out, so it's not as exciting. I'd say.
1: Yeah, I think it's good to look into because you got Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio making a a, a new Twilight Zone movie, and you got and you got the Twilight Zone. They're making another Twilight Zone TV show. It's just a it's just a good just to know what they're gonna do with it. Yeah.
0: Definitely yeah. one of the the weirder movies out that, that came out this year was Videodrome from David Cronenberg starring Oh on... yeah.
1: The J- The yeah. T V sex scene thing. Yeah. Yeah Jake Wood you know it's, Cronenberg.
0: It's a weird ass movie. It, it it's such nonsense, but it's so weird to watch. Like if you stop for a moment and don't like if you don't keep track of the shots or what's going on in the story and you just all of a sudden tune in, it, you're going to be like, what the hell is going on? But, uh, yeah. I don't even know if I say it's like a good or a bad movie. It's just a weird movie. It, yeah, that's accurate. It just,
1: it, it it gives you the David Cronenberg signature body horror and just takes off from there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um... Oh, it's funny—we t- kind of talked about this on the Three Angry Nerds a couple of weeks ago. But Christine.
2: Ah, Christine.
0: Yeah, the other Stephen King movie about a killer car. <laughs> yes. Not. <laughs> it's not Maximum true. Overdrive, unfortunately. <sighs> um, yeah, Christine. I—I I don't. Know. I don't think Christine is John Carpenter or Stephen King's best work, but it's still pretty good. Uh, have you guys seen it? Um. Ooh.
2: I think so. I think I have, yeah. See, a long time ago, I read the book completely.
0: Oh, you read the book? Yes, I love the book. Okay. Yeah, the movie's okay. It's kind of like most movie adaptations, where I don't think it's as good as the book, but it's well, still well, pretty well, good. Well, what movies them. are? And that's true. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, I guess. Um, but yeah, Christine was good. It, it's kind of funny, too, because John Carpenter, literally a year before, had done uh, the thing, and then he just was like, uh... Oh, I'm going to release a movie the next year. So it's good to see that he was keeping busy. All right.
2: It's about a killer car instead of a messed up little alien.
0: Exactly. Uh, and then two James, Bonds movie, two James Bond movies came out this year. Uh, one was Never Say Never Again, which I kind of think they should have said never because it's a terrible movie. Have you guys I, seen it? It makes me
2: think of Justin Bieber's movie, actually. I didn't know what that was.
0: Oh, yeah. It's kind of funny, because when you type in, like, never say never movie, that's the first one that comes up. This is Justin Bieber one. But, uh, yeah, basically Sean Connery had exited the role for a long time. Like, he was not in the role at all. And um, what happened was, is the rights to Bond got kind of split up between two rival parties. So, that's why you had two James Bond movies. You had the Roger Moore one, I think, which was Octopussy. Uh, that one also came out this year, but, uh, basically it came down to, there was two James Bond movies and the never say never was the one that had, um, Sean Connery back in the role, but it was, it was just a terrible movie. Like it was not good at all. Ooh, that bad, huh? Yeah. It was, just, it was like, you kind of wish Sean Connery had just stayed in the grave cause it was at this point, he was, like, pushing 50 or 60 or something like that. Like, he was getting a little too old to play Bond. So,
2: likewise. I apologize to our listeners in the background. you hear gunshots. That's our neighbors.
0: Really? So. <laughs> I guess that's Carolina for you. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then also Octopussy came out this year. So. I'm assuming so, the better one. Yeah, it's it's mildly better. I'd still say it's a pretty bad James Bond film, but... I mean, you have a
1: villain named Octopussy. I mean, that's probably the best thing you can get out of it. Where does it come from? Why an Octopussy? I don't, I don't know. No, I mean, like, you ever just, like... I don't know. I mean... I mean, is there an octopus pussy involved or something? No, it's just a woman named Octopussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's
0: You're... a woman. Lo- I don't think you need any justification for why a woman's called octopusy, Corey. It's just That's not the name for pussy? Did she call it that? Oh yes,
2: slam no. the octopus.
0: No. no, that's that's just her name. <laughs> that is like her villain name. No, you know what it was? She was in a meeting, a super villain meeting, and there was like a tank full of octopuses, so they were like, Hey, uh, what's your supervillain name gonna be? And she sees the octopus and she's like octopus, and then all of a sudden she just Gets a mad, like, orgasm. She's like, Pussy. She's like, Fuck the Pussy. That's my name. <laughs> that's not canonical. That's just my, my interpretation of the events. Right. Um, yeah, that's it for movies. Uh, let's move on to music. Music. Woo. Mm, Billy Idol, Rebel Yell came out this year. Good album. Yeah, listen to a bit of it that you sent me. that was pretty good stuff. She wants more,
2: more, more.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much, like, the most infamous song from that album. Uh, I actually would say even, too, that it's Billy Idol's, like, most infamous song, too. I know he's got quite a few, but...
1: yeah. And don't beat this, though.
0: Yeah. Um, It's kind of funny, too, because the Rebel Yell uh, is actually a term used for a bow cry used by Confederate soldiers during the American Civil War. Yes, we knew this. (laughs) I thought there there's, like, a minor war going on in the background.
2: Yeah, it's accurate.
1: Just just two drunk idiots.
0: <laughs> Where are they even shooting at? I'm kind of curious. There, I
1: think there's, like, a
0: target outside. Yeah. Planet. Apparently, okay. they like
1: to do it every Sunday.
0: <laughs> hey, man. Some people go to church. Some people relax. Some people shoot shit. Um, Metallica's Kill em All album came out. Um, yeah. Ain't yeah. this their first album? I think it is their first album. I mean, I'm sure they probably had, like, little minor albums that came out before, but this is the big one. Like, this is the one that put them on the map. Yep. Um, yes. I remember when I was a teenager, like, I I was, like, going into the record store, and I saw the, the a couple albums that they had, like, sort of, like, you know, ones that they recommended, and uh, this was on the, the shelf, and I was just like, huh. And so I picked it up, and I remember I took it home, and my parents were just pissed. They were like, what is this? It says kill them all? That's, like, what do you do? Are you going to kill people? I'm like, no, no, no. I don't know. It's just a a cool-looking album. Oh, parents and music. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of funny now, cause like now I think parents don't even know or care what their parents or what their kids are listening to with like Spotify and all that. Like, it's not like you actually, cause before you had to buy the album and sneak it past your parents. Now you can just go on Spotify and just listen to it. They'd have no clue what you're listening to. So they shouldn't care. That's how Justin Bieber got so
1: popular. Yeah, exactly. I'm more worried about the songs about twerking. Yeah, like nine year old girls listen to it and stuff.
2: Yeah, watching music videos by around about working.
1: Yeah.
0: Work, 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 work <laughs> uh, Nikki Minaj I think she's, like, Nicki Minaj Like, I think she's hot But then I look at, like, all the little girls that are listening to her And I'm like, okay, you should not be listening to Nicki Minaj It's fine for me, because I'm a dirty old pervert But not for you You're she, an adult
1: <laughs> You should not know You should not know about how Butthole should be eaten like cupcakes <laughs>
0: One day I would love to have Nicki Minaj on this podcast. I feel like it would be the best interview, but it'd also be like the weirdest one too. Just because all it's gonna be is ask questions. Yeah, it's like if you sit on a can of soda, would your ass crush it? Confirm or deny? Um, another album that came out this year was Death Leopard's Pyromania. Um, I I don't know. I think it was just like my growing up, but like I always there's always the song in the background. Or that uh, album in the background, like everybody loved listening to it when I was growing up. This is, this is what made women wet back in the day. Yeah, Def Leppard too. Like, they're pretty much a traditional rock band. They're not too like hardcore or anything, but uh, right. you know, I think they, they kind of like they got that niche where it was rock enough that like people would be like, yeah, they're badasses, but not enough where it was like. Okay, you're not these fucked up motherfuckers, like. Yes, Shatter. they're not
1: Ozzy biting bats off bats off people. Oh, uh, yeah. you, you can probably consider them the first like boyish band.
0: Yeah, in a sense, right? Like they kind of were. I mean, you know, well, besides
1: the Beatles, but this is more like the modern boyish band.
0: I think like the way I draw comparisons is to like bands like. um. You've got all these indie bands now, like Kings of Leon and whatnot, where they're kind of rockish, but they're also very pop-heavy, too. I kind of think, like, they kind of draw a lot of influence from Def Leppard, where it's like, yeah. You're not toeing the line so much, though. But, yeah. Um, The Police synchronicity. Oh, the police. (laughs) Older songs kind of come off the stalkerish. I find. I don't know, what do you think?
1: Benji. Uh, I don't really. I never really listened to police. Actually, I'm not. You know, are they bad or something? Are they? No, or? I mean they're they're good. It's just you know that just you know you know how I am about my music, right? Of course, it, like back, No, i well, Never. Corey's response is great today. He's just like, yeah. He's like responding how like the police music is like back of, like, no.
0: Well, yeah, because they were kind of like new wave and pop rock. Like they were not. You know, if Def Leppard was a little lighter and a little more for general audience, uh, the police were even more so, because I think, too, like, they kind of were more, like, soft rock. So now when you're, like, going through the radio stations and they're like, oh, the soft rock favorites like the police, I don't know. I don't know why women like the police so much, because most of their songs are about, like, stalking people or being creeps. So I'm just like, wait, what? Doesn't make any sense. The version of Do the Creep? Yeah, probably my favorite album that came out this year was uh, ZZ Top's Eliminator. I think that's probably my favorite of the albums that came out this year. Um, Benji, have you listened to this album before?
1: Uh, is it is it the album with the sharp dress
0: men on it? No, it's the one with the car on it.
1: Oh uh, well, no, I don't really think so. I just, I know ZZ Top, and you know, mm-hmm. I think it's probably just. Yeah, I don't really know what to. Say. I don't really know what to say. I'd say like they probably this probably was a really good album for them because this is probably back what, is when they were first coming out or they've oh, been out. For a while? when you say
0: "Sharp Dressed Man," I think you you mean the song, right? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, this was the album that had that song. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, this
1: was. Yeah, this was probably this probably their high point in their career. Actually, yeah, Dark Hero.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, there's "Give Me All oh, Your Lovin'" and all that. Like, they had like a lot of singles off this album. Like, pretty much most of it was singles. Like, let's see here, you've got five singles of the uh, eleven tracks, so that's like half of the tracks on the album were singles. So that's pretty good. Yeah, it's um, pretty good. Yeah, I like it too because, like, I'm always kind of like I like Southern rock. That's kind of my thing. I like Southern rock and uh, folk and whatnot. So this was kind of like more up my alley for the uh, music I listen to. Uh, TV, there wasn't too much in TV this year. Alvin and the Chipmunks debuted this oh, year. I Alvin mean, and the Chipmunks. Uh, Don't go, uh. It's just, it was creepy. No, the new movies are creepy and, uh, the old ones are good. The new movies are just terrible. It's like somebody just stopped caring. But what was interesting I found about Alvin and the Chipmunks was they also, like, they were more of like a music band, too, in a weird way. Like, you never saw the actual people's faces, but, like, they would regularly release singles and songs and whatnot, and uh, it was just kind of weird, like, I, I remember watching the show or whatever, and you'd get these little segments where they'd be singing songs, and it just came out of the blue, and it's all, so i like, go buy this album with all of these Alvin and the Chipmunks songs on it, I'm just like, wait, what?
1: I'm so confused. Christmas <laughs> album. You know yeah. They
0: were yeah, I mean, it was just such a cash grab, but, yeah. It, it worked. It worked. Now we're getting... Now we have all these remake movies and whatnot. They're just terrible. They, uh, yeah. But they road still ship. they still
1: make money. There's going to be parents throwing money at it because their kids are wetting their pants to go see
2: it. Shipwrecked.
0: <laughs> well, we were saying the before, like... Ship. You know, most of the times when, when you look at movies and whatnot, and TV shows and whatnot, like things that are successful, almost always it's the stuff that kids like because the parents just don't know better... They just throw money at it, just yeah. Because the kids out. are gonna
1: drag it to the movie theaters, and you got to pay for the kids taking it. And you got to pay for a parent. so you get like two for one. Because if you're attracting kids, you're gonna make double the money because the parents got to go see it with them and everything.
0: Yeah, that's why Finding Dory is gonna do like insanely well this year, I think. Because it's like it's oh, good. I, I I think it'll be good, but I think it's also the kind of shit that like yeah, people would just throw their kids at, just be like, go watch fighting oh, Dory that's... for the 17th time. Just get the, get the hell in there. <laughs> Mom and Dad gotta get busy getting busy.
2: <laughs> yes, the back of the theater the kids sit up front.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, all, the... Yeah. yeah. Stop and, pecking at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the final bit, TV show from this year was the A-Team. Da, 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 da. That, that, that's like great rendition of the theme song it's a great show it's a fun little show it's very campy it is and like it's kind of funny too because i think eventually they try to like take like a character like uh b.a baracus and try Mm -hmm. to soften them up a bit like there was like oh i don't know what i remember about the a-team is after it came out there was all these like direct to vhs like tapes of of uh b.a baracus (laughs) basically being like Hey, do you want to, you know, get in shape? This is how you get in shape. Oh, you want to build confidence? This is how you build confidence. It's, it's so weird. But, yeah, the actual show itself, it's kind of like a... It kind of reminds me a bit of The Expendables, in a sense, you know? Like, I can kind of see where The Expendables kind of drew their ideas from. Because it's like, you've got just a bunch of people who are kind of, like, on the run, just doing their own thing. They're, they're uh, mercenaries so they're they're on their own basically yeah so yeah that's pretty much it yeah. that was it for 1983 unless anyone else has any any fleeting thoughts on the year mm,
2: well i don't know i think i think that's that's it yeah entry's all right
0: yeah let's see what 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 else did we miss anything in 1983 i feel like i missed it something
2: I don't know. I don't know. You're the guy who's made the list. It's worth a Google. I want trash bags.
0: Let's see. There was the... the... Oh. (laughs) Fraggle Rock (laughs) debuted in Canada. (laughs) Really? You missed Fraggle Rock? (laughs) That's how behind the times uh, we were. Um... Oh, someone in the Philippines was assassinated. Kate Bodsworth was born. There you go. That's a big deal. I know, right? She, she's obviously the... who and Emily Blunt, Kate Mara, were also born this year. Oh, nice. So happy birthday to them. It's
2: not their birthday. <laughs> happy birth <of> year. To <laughs> birth them. year. Happy birth year. Here you go. Happy birth year to you. Happy birth year to you. Your parents
1: didn't get, didn't get abortion. So good <laughs> for you.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Ooh, Chris Hemsworth was born this year. Yeah. Alright, well, we should let you get... We should go before yeah. uh, someone gets shot, because I don't want to be liable. <laughs> right, shot in the head. Yeah. God damn it. Right. God damn it, this, this is crazy. South Carolina, living... Are you guys in North Carolina or South Carolina? I can't South remember. Carolina. South Carolina. Okay. Uh, before we go, what are you guys going to rate 1983.
2: Uh well the Had Superman three. Yeah. Mm, you gotta give
1: you, you at least gotta give Star Wars consideration.
2: True. And yeah, Twilight Zone the movie, which bad production <laughs> aside, should to be pretty good. Yeah. Mm, but then you have two Oh okay one bad one okayish James Bond films.
0: Yeah.
2: <sighs> okay, I'll give this a B minus.
0: Okay. Alright. Benji?
1: I'll um, give it a C, because, you know, C's a average. It's yeah.
0: I'm going to give it about that. I'll, I'm leaning more towards Corey. I'm going to give it, like, a, a 6 out of 10. Yes. You
2: have Star Wars. You have Scarface. You have some good stuff there. but
0: It's not I, even, like, the good Star Wars movie. It's kind of just, like, come on. It's a good
2: Star Wars movie. It yeah, is. but
0: it didn't have much
2: impact. It was like, we already. They already. Okay, so it couldn't top Empire Strikes back? You can't, I
1: mean,
0: what could? And then it was like around a 16 year wait until. Um, prequels. The prequels, yeah.
2: Yeah, those are the bad Star Wars movies, goddammit. That'll be fun to go through.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of funny when people were like, oh, Return of the Jedi sucks. It's like, uh it's not as bad as the prequels. But, yeah. It's you'll even. Yeah. You even know. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening and tune in next week where we'll probably have somebody from a different podcast on. But I can't confirm that because I might get lazy. Bye for now.
1: Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.